Well, well, well. Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special Valentine's episode for you today. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, season three. Yep. Um, Love's in the air. Yes, uh, we've got a lot of special Valentine's themed segments. Yes. For t- today's pod. So we'll start with NFL Tinder profiles. We'll get into toxic relationships. We'll get our Hall of Fame inductee, Andre Risen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get our Stumper answer. Play hard candy. Uh, hard candy. We'll get our hard candy answer. We will um, go to church. Uh, we'll hand out some roses and chocolates and send you on your merry little way. So without further ado, Scotty, hit me with that hard candy. All right. Just doesn't sound. I know something, something to something to chew on while we get through the rest of the show, and then and then you can you can finally bite down on that bitch. Chew on hard candy. <laughs> Suck on it. All right. Um, <laughs> so we all know we all know that Tom Brady is like the all time Super Bowl passing leader, and Jerry Rice is the all time receiving leader. I want to know who's the all time Super Bowl rushing leader. Is it Emmett Smith? Larry Sanka, or is it actually Franco Harris? Um, well, I know Franco Harris was there a significant amount of time, but I feel like he shared the load a little bit. I definitely know Larry Zonka shared the, the load with two yeah. other guys. So I'm going to use process elimination, and I'm going to go with Emmett Smith. All right. We'll get to the hard candy answer later. We'll get to that hard, hard candy. Candy later. Okay. Sports ball tender. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'll start with um, this is Aaron Rodgers' um, free agent, NFL free agency tender um, profile. Bio. In a committed relationship, just seeing what's out there. If you have a mask on in your pick, swipe left. Tell me two truths and a lie. I'm a three-time MVP. I do my own research, and I'm vaccinated. Give me travel tips for <laughs> Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Oh, ooh! <laughs> I would say Denver, but things are weird there right now. Oh, there is love in your future. They're already in the missionary position. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Rob Rob Gronkowski, tell me your bio. (laughs) Very codependent. Hopeful USAA member. Soon to be seen on Dancing with the Stars. What is your idea of a perfect date? A Bud Light soaked evening at a WWE show with you and my brothers. You and my brothers. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski, what's one thing you can't get enough of? Fan boats, man. Fan boats. Fan boats? Fan boats. You know, like White Lightning, like Crocodile, like Burt Reynolds, fan boats, man. All right, my next Tinder profile is for Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, Ryan, what's your bio? Recently single and highly educated. What's, some, what's the only thing that you ask for? 
you promised me the starting quarterback job. Oh, you betcha. Don't judge me if I wind up on national television for being shirtless outside of my former employer's office. <laughs> yeah, that that's prone to happen. <laughs> it happened. Bill's Mafia forever. Bill's Mafia. That was awesome. On one last one, we've got Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson, what is your bio? I can't seem to find a winner. I'm sick of revolving door relationships. I need someone who can let me shine. What's your favorite quote? Live and learn. No losses, just lessons. What is your deal breaker? Don't get my hopes up and let me down. <laughs> That's a deal breaker, ladies. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> All right, moving on to toxic relationships. We'll start with Roger Goodell and Tom Brady. A new development in Deflategate. Troy Vincent, who used to be in the NFL as a you know, Philadelphia Eagle, he is now the vice president of the NFL. And he released a book stating how the NFL expunged the numbers of any tests done on footballs from the Deflategate scandal. And they actually... Uh, clarified with an acknowledgement in the initial report. It's a book written by NBC, NBC's Mike Florio saying that the NFL expunged all scientific scientific record of the ideal gas law. For the weight of the balls, they, slit, they expunged all the record. Weren't you telling me the other day it was like 11 out of 12 balls? Yeah, um, it's an erroneous report that the uh, ESPN report claiming that 11 of 12 footballs the Patriots used in the AFC championship game were underinflated by two pounds, which is absolutely debunked now. Um, and now ESPN isn't even covering it because they know that they misreported it. Yeah, ESPN is not even like carrying the story at all. Uh, the NFL has yet to even say anything about it. Uh, Troy Vincent uh, says that there's knowledge that the NFL just wanted to go after the pe Patriots and Tom Brady. They were headhunting. That's all it was. Um, it became less about air pressure, especially when they expunged the records of not even doing the tests. Oh man! Yeah, uh, they, they just—they're all being careful what they're going to say because they know no matter what, someone's going to fall for this. Yeah. I mean, Brady missed four games; his reputation was was scarred. You know, he missed four games that year, and then he should have won MVP really that year in twelve games, but he didn't because he only played twelve games. And it was the NFL who leaked. The story to ESPN that Brady had smashed his cell phone, which is completely just like a fabricated story out of nowhere to just keep the pressure on. Also, him. even if he did smash his phone, if someone was trying to take my phone and my wife, and if I had naked pictures of my wife on it, I would probably just destroy my phone anyway. Sure. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. Like, yeah. Sorry. You're like, you really want to talk about the pressure of footballs and you want to, like, okay. Yeah, cares? this is how naked photos of my wife end up all over the internet, right? Like, thanks, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, screw that. Yeah, I'll you're out for it. I'm Tom fucking Brady. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is he just took the suspension and rolled. And yeah, he went 11 and 1. <laughs> so, yeah. Roger Goodell, toxic relationship, headhunting the Patriots. So, we'll see. We'll be covering that as the year goes on. I'm sure there's going to be more to this. It, it's yeah, it's from playmakers. Um, why you know why would they delete the numbers? You know, because uh, they know they know that there's going to be a lawsuit about it. Yeah, at the order of Jeff Pash. Like it's it's just a whole big fucking mess. All right, <sighs> happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next toxic relationship. Robert Manfred from the MLB and uh, president of the Players Union, Tony Clark. Yeah. So, 
the Players Association came back with their latest counteroffer, and the owners and Rob Manfred decided to not even report back with their own counteroffer. And now there's a government mediator who's going to get involved. So they're going to couples counseling. Counteroffer not accepted. Yeah. Tony Clark and Rob Manfred are going to be having to sit on a couch together and talk about their feelings. Hopefully we have baseball soon. I mean, the, to- the, the, cl- the clock's ticking, so let's go. Like, <laughs> Otherwise, this becomes a football podcast, probably. And then there's, mi- <laughs> then there's minor leaguers who are really, really screwed, because then they can't develop. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you just got through overcoming being a minor leaguer during COVID for yeah. like two years, only for this to come up. <laughs> yeah. Just think, during all that COVID downtime, they could have been working out a new deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, just, yeah. Toxic. They need they need the counseling. All right. Next talks relationship. We have Brian Flores, ex-head football coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, not only is he suing the NFL, Dolphins, Broncos, and Giants, um, he has additional an additional story going on where he, where his owner was trying to pay him to lose games on purpose to get better draft picks. Yeah. And then Hugh Jackson came out. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackson. Said, yep. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. He, when he was at the Browns, they said that he said that they offered him money to lose so too. The NFL is just in some hot water. right now. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to tank on purpose. Like sure. But like, I mean, honestly, if you're if you're already being paid to be an NFL head coach, and someone comes to you and they're like, "Hey, here's a hundred thousand dollars to lose this game," you're like, "Do I really need that hundred thousand dollars, or am I supposed to like win and get like you know actually accolades?" <laughs> yeah, do I do I take a hundred thousand dollars to take a dive and potentially never get another job ever again, miss out on millions of dollars in the rest of my career? Yeah, I just don't think a hundred thousand dollars is worth that risk. Yeah, he, I mean, God, yeah. There's a lot of problems with it. Brian Flores came out with it, like, seriously, he came out knives out. I love it. Like, for him to be addressing the stuff with the Dolphins is great because they they've always like even fans online they're all talking about how the Dolphins owner is trash, like just racist trash. Well, clearly, because I mean, he gave them their first non-losing back-to-back seasons in 20 years. Yeah. An organization that everyone loves. And sees this like one of the great all-time franchises, but yeah, I mean, it's just been a disaster. And their wins were clearly based on coaching. You know, yep. they don't have a, a great roster, despite all the early draft picks. They've swung and missed on a lot of draft picks. You know, Waddle definitely an exception. Yeah, but yeah, Dolphins, I guess, are doomed to be horrible for a while. There's, I mean, once the Super Bowl, I feel like they're just like it's a PR thing, and they're covering it all up until after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know they want to keep all the focus on the Super Bowl, and I think that's fair to the teams playing. Um, but know, this is going to play out. Yeah, once Super Bowl is <laughs> over, you've got these lawsuits with Flores, and then you've got the 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 teams losing games on purpose. All that's going to come to light. You got the Deflate Gate, NFL. Is just yeah, screwed. it's going to be a mess. So keep, yeah, keep. We'll we'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. You know, we'll be back in two weeks with more on all of this, I'm sure. A lot will happen in two weeks regarding this, I'm I'm confident. All right, let's move on to our Hall of Fame inductee for our Valentine's issue our Valentine's episode. It is Andre Rising. Andre Previn Risen was born March eighteenth, nineteen sixty seven in Flint, Michigan. 
Risen blossomed into a star football player at Flint Northwestern High School and would commit to play for Michigan State University. As a Michigan State Spartan, Andre was featured as both a wide receiver and kick returner. In his senior year, Andre turned 30 catches into 709 yards and five touchdowns, heavily contributing to a 1987 Spartans squad that went on to win the 1988 Rose Bowl. His playmaking ability earned him the early nickname of Bad Moon Rising. Bad Moon Rising. I feel like they still call him that all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> the Indianapolis Colts would select Rising 22nd overall in the 1989 NFL Draft. And as a rookie, he caught 52 passes for 820 yards and four touchdowns. Nice. In the lead-up to the 1990 NFL Draft, the Colts traded Andre and offensive tackle Chris Hinton to the Atlanta Falcons in order to move up and select Jeff George. Not a problem for Ryzen. He joined fellow playmaker Deion Sanders in Atlanta and caught 82 passes for 1,208 yards and 10 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He would play a total of five seasons for the Falcons. And during that time, Ryzen led the NFL in most receptions for his first five seasons and became the fifth receiver in NFL history to score 60 touchdowns in his first six seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scored a lot of touchdowns back in the day. Yeah, he was, yeah, he lit, he lit it up. Off the field, Ryzen had began dating Lisa Left Eye Lopez of the chart-topping group TLC. Yeah. The two, the two had a rocky relationship with multiple allegations of mistreatment by both parties. On the night of June 8th, 1994, Ryzen came home from a night of clubbing to find an upset left eye. Allegedly, she was angry with how many sneakers Ryzen would buy for himself without buying her any. The two had a fight with Ryzen leaving his home when calm wouldn't, couldn't be reached. It was at this point that Lopez set fire to a pair of Ryzen sneakers in a bathtub, then took a vacuum cleaner pipe to the windows of his cars. Before long, the fire from the sneakers spread and Andre's mansion was engulfed in flames. Left Eye was charged with felony arson, but was granted bail and entered rehabilitation. That was all over the news. Oh, yeah. That was a big one. Oh, yeah. MTV News and Kurt Loder had that one on the lock. Yeah. <laughs> Lo love stinks, man. <laughs> Toxic relationship, there, I said. <laughs> After the 1994 season, Ryzen signed a lucrative deal with the Cleveland Browns, but would have career lows statistically. Andre developed a feud with Browns fans who were angry the team announced they would be moving to Baltimore. After being booted home and a loss to the Packers, Ryzen lashed out, stating, We didn't make the fucking move, so for all the booers, fuck you too. I'll be glad when we get to Baltimore if that's the case. We don't have any home field advantage. I've never been booted home. Baltimore's our home. Baltimore, here we come. <laughs> Ryzen, however, did not make the move to Baltimore and would start 1996 as a Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why you would just... Why? I mean... I guess you know you're leaving anyway, whether you go to Baltimore or not, so who, you don't care. Just, you know, loose lip. Yeah. You know, who cares? <laughs> the ship's already sunk. So... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ryzen was having a middling season, but a rift formed between he and his quarterback, Mark Brunel, and the Jags released him after week 12. The Green Bay Packers were happy to claim Ryzen off the waivers, giving Brett Favre another weapon and a run to the playoffs. The Packers would face off against the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 31 after forcing the Pats to punt. 
Brett Favre hit Andre for a 54-yard touchdown on their first offensive snap of the game. Yeah. Ryzen was able to add a ring to his trophy case, but was off to Kansas, off to the Kansas City Chiefs the next year. He caught 72 passes for 1,092 yards and seven touchdowns in 1997. It helped the Chiefs to a number one playoff seed. The Chiefs would fall to John Elway and the Broncos, who would go on to win it all. Man. So many like other storylines passing through here. You got the Patriots. You got the John Elway Super Bowl. It's like yeah, the we got Drew, Drew Bledsoe. That was Drew. Bl- yeah, Drew Bledsoe. It's like, is this a crossover episode? This is like the Book of Boba Fett, where it's like you know, all these other people in play. It's like, is it really about Andre Ryzen or is it about left eye? <laughs> Ryzen's numbers began to slip in 1998, catching 40 passes for 542 yards and five touchdowns, but regressed further in 1999, catching just 21 passes for 218 yards. 2000 proved to be his final NFL season, and he spent it with the Oakland Raiders, snagging 41 passes for 606 yards and six touchdowns. Respectable. Uh, yeah, a respectable yeah. ending. Ryzen played one season with the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL in 2004, who went on to win the Grey Cup Championship. Yeah. So he won a Super Bowl and a Grey Cup Championship. So, so that's the thing. He he retired from the NFL in two, after the 2000 season, but he won a championship in the CFL in 2004. Um, Andre finished his NFL career, um, you know, so that was like four years before the championship here. But, yeah, I can't get CFL numbers. But he finished his NFL career with 743 receptions for 10,205 yards and 84 touchdowns. He holds the NFL record for scoring a touchdown for seven different teams, finishing with five Pro Bowls, and was also once a first-team All-Pro. Andre now trains future star-wide receivers at the Andre Risen Football Academy. In 2012, he appeared in the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, Broke, about former pro athletes who squandered their wealth. In 2017, Ryzen was inducted to the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. His son, Hunter, is receiver at Grand Valley State University. Ryzen has yet to be inducted to the NFL Hall of Fame, to which he is quoted saying, quote, I'm coming out with my own Hall of Fame, end quote. Ryzen was a receiver that was before his time, who burned through the 90s, won a ring, <laughs> and forever stands out as a legend. You don't need your own Hall of Fame, Andre Ryzen. We beat you to it. You're in ours. Yeah, you're in ours. So you're in the Sports Ball Hall of Fame, my man. I'm sure it's more, imp- more important than the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. I'm pretty and, sure. And I'll tell you what, Hunter, for some reason, everyone always wants to overlook, like, Anto- Antoine Winfield Jr. He yeah. didn't get drafted until the second round. Um, people don't realize, I, I think it's funny how these guys don't get drafted higher when their dads had careers or their parents had careers. Cause it's like they grew up in that. They grew up in locker rooms. It's not too big for them. They, they saw a parent go through that grind every day and live that professional life and see what it takes to right. compete at that high of a level for a long period of time. And that's why a lot of times their, their kids have even better careers. Yeah, they grew up watching how the, all that works, and I just think, watch out, man. Because Andre Ryzen was a super good athlete. I, I I can't remember how much he actually used to spend a year on sneakers, but it was it was scary. Like, like, uh, sure, MTV News had it all covered. Yeah, it was. No, it was all that thirty for thirty. But yeah, I mean, Andre Ryzen was <laughs> you and your thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah, you know me. But I mean, it's. It's funny. It's just funny that you know he was drafted in what 1988, and 
then he won a CFL championship in 2004. <laughs> exactly. He was a great athlete. So, yeah. He was a great athlete. Yeah. And the whole left eye thing was just, you know, that, that's our Valentine's Day touch. Yeah, that was our little connector. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Ready for that hard candy. All right. I wanted to know who is the all-time leader for rushing yards in Super Bowl history, like all time, not like in one game for for all Career games played. Super yeah. Bowl rushing yards, yards champion. Is it Emmett Smith, Larry Zonka, or Franco Harris? Emmett Smith it is Franco Harris. Oh, yeah, he didn't really share time. He so he had three hundred and fifty-four. All-time Super Bowl rushing yards. He played in four Super Bowls. Um, he also had 101. It was 101 rushing attempts. So he also holds that record. He has the most rushing attempts. The next person is 70. With like I think Emmett Smith. <laughs> so Franco Harris. Franco Harris. Another another one for him. Another. All right, moving on to church. So we've got a new church segment, especially for our Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, yeah. It's called Missionary Position. So these are players that are locked in the missionary position right now. <laughs> or have some somebody else in the lock. These are players that are completely fucked or have been <laughs> fucking other people. Uh, we'll start with uh, soon-to-be ex-NFL player, probably. We'll see what happens, but... Uh, New Orleans Saint Alvin Kamara. Apparently, he kicked someone like twenty three times or something, and uh, yeah. he almost died. Uh, yeah, he like and his career. He kicked his career twenty three times, and it's probably already <laughs> dead. But uh, <laughs> they, they, I mean, people were like, "Oh, it's going to be a six game suspension." I'm like, why? Why is it that? Why can't it be a prison sentence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost homicide. It's, so. it's, it's battery. It's like, like, come on, I don't know. Um, like the the Saints are fucked here. He's fucked. Uh. Oh yeah, the Saints are fucked. That's who's really in the missionary position here. They lose their head coach. They Promote. can't hire anyone from outside the organization because they're afraid they're going to get caught up in the Brian Flores mess. So they hire from within. Uh, even though Payton's gone, they're sitting on Taysom Hill's contract. Yeah, um, <laughs> have fun with that. They potentially don't have Alvin Kamara next year. Michael Thomas, who who knows. What what happened to him? He'll go to the Rams too, or something. <laughs> He'll go to the Rams too. <laughs> that sounds about right. So the Saints are the ones in missionary position. Yeah, basically, I guess so. That's who really needs some church. Okay, let's prayers, teas and peace to the Saints. Teas and peace to the Saints. Let's move on to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, uh, he is currently fucking the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> um, right now. Uh, Russell Westbrook was recently benched during the entirety of an overtime in which the Lakers did come back and win. Uh, he was benched the entirety of that. Um, recently, you know, uh, see, so he, uh, he, he went one for 10 uh, from the floor the other night. Uh, he, he is five, five times a season. He has uh, shot 10 or more times and missed three or fewer times. Uh, <laughs> like you can't get an, and he's also bit touched the court the most of any Laker this season, which is, <laughs> I think that's what they want him for. I think they were like, he can eat up some minutes and play at a high level. Whereas I think when he came in, he was thinking, 
oh, sweet. Sure, I can just be a role player. So in his head, he's thinking, I don't even have to play that hard. I, these guys are just going to run the show. I think he's having an identity crisis. I don't think Russell Westbrook remembers how to attack the rim. He yeah. he he's like starting to sh- you're, he wants to fit in with like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and shoot. You're not a shooter, dude. You're like one of the most dangerous you're motherfuckers grinding. in the lane I've ever seen. Yeah, you're a grinder. Like you, yeah, you you're up there getting re- like ten rebounds a game and shit. Like yeah. be Russell Westbrook. Don't be don't be a fluff point guard. That be you, you, man. Yeah, just be you. Yeah. Oh, well, you really trained. All right, we've got some roses and chocolates. I actually forgot we didn't prep for it, but I have roses and chocolates I forgot about, so I'm just going to do it before I forget. Okay. Um, Roses and chocolates to Chiefs fans, actually. Yeah? They donated over $15,000 to Josh Allen's charity as, like, as a shout-out to, like, how well he played in that game. Like, Like, no hard feelings. Yes, yes. So they... They donated over $15,000 to Josh Allen's charity, which is funny because they set the donation bar. This is a funny little side note. They set it at $13 increments. <laughs> if you don't know, it was the 13 seconds they left on the clock for my home. Yeah. And that it, was the difference in the game. So it was kind of like a little, a little jab at him but at the same time they donated a bunch of money well it's also it's also fifteen thousand dollars it was a gesture fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> pat mahomes pat mahomes number <laughs> that's right baby. Uh, yeah i mean that's it's really cool um i think that should that should become a new trend for sure i think that's really cool it reminded me of the throwback to um when the Bills needed the the Andy Dalton led Bengals to beat the Ravens in yeah. week seventeen, in the final root, week of the season that year, rooting us, rooting for to us. get the Bills in, and they won. Dalton threw like a long touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd actually in that game. Yeah, and um, the next season, the Bengals and Dalton went in and played in Buffalo, and when they introduced Dalton in the starting lineup, he got a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, so like the Bills love. Buffalo loves Dalton, and I, I love that there's all these relationships with other teams in the Bills that are just like beyond, you know, very high level of sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Bills Mafia, dude. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, Fitzpat. We already did the Fitzpatrick thing too. It's just funny. Legends. Gotta love the Bills. All right, and then moving on, our other roses and chocolates. Um, we've got. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl. The Bengals, yeah. I mean, come on, we're, we're both from Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. First uh, time going in 32 years. Yeah, thir- yeah, 30, 30, in 32 years. Yeah, we won a playoff game in 1991. Right, but yeah, first time to the Super Bowl, and they, I mean, potentially be the first Super Bowl win in their 53 years, and that would be the longest drought in NFL history to finally get one. Like. Like any other team that has a Super Bowl ring, they did not wait 53 years to get it. No, yeah. I mean, the Browns have been around forever. They just still don't have one. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So when they do it, that'll be even bigger. But if the Bengals do it, it'll be the longest drought where they have got one. Yeah, to be broken. Yeah. Yeah, let's cheer on the boys. Who day? Fucking who day. And then we will do one last Roses and Chocolates for the New Zealand. Um, yeah, Zoe, Olympic champion. Yeah, um, Zoe Sadowski Sano. Um, she's twenty from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, she made Olympic history by becoming the first gold medalist for New Zealand. 
in the Winter Olympics. Uh, she, I watched her run. She crushed it. Uh, it was a snowboarding run. You can watch it. Check it out. It's just check out Zoe. It's spelled really cool. Z O I is her first name. Zoe. Zoe, and uh, she. Just nailed this run, um, toppling Americans off of the podium and everything. It, she nailed it. So, cheers to her. Um, yes, roses and chocolates. roses and chocolates. Yeah. Send send them her way. She also did it on Waitangi Day, which is New Zealand's national like day. It's their day. Wow, what a perfect timing. <laughs> well, then maybe that means we'll get our year of the tiger on Sunday. Yeah, God, maybe that means it makes sense. All right. Well, enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at L Sportsball. That's at the letter L Sportsball. Make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Sports Twitter, within the umbrella of Trevbook to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. It is a hoot indeed. <laughs> Tune in Thursday, February 24th as we induct Lee Elder. Thank you once again for listening to Legend of Sports Ball. May the sports be with you. Always. <laughs>